we like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 9th, 2019. Continuing on, this next report here is entitled Unintentional Viral Video of Microchipping Homeless in Austin Explodes. Uh, homeless man describes globalist population control program while receiving a haircut. And uh, now I'm going to go ahead and give you a little more on this before I play the video because some of the audio is kind of vague. I'm going to let you hear the audio, but I'm going to tell you what the, the most important parts were before I play the audio. It's, it's only like a six minute video. An Austin homeless man revealed how homeless people around the city are being approached to receive an implantable microchip. In the following video, a homeless man receiving a barbershop haircut discusses how one shelter required they receive injectable microchips prior to entry. So it's like a blackmailing thing. Either you get the microchip or you don't get a roof over your head for the night. Uh, he said, quote, we asked them about it and they were like, we'll give further like information like when you get to the warehouse meaning we ask them about the the microchip thing hey man what's going on you know with this microchip thing and they're like oh we'll, we'll get you more information when we get to the warehouse the man tells an interviewer then he goes on to say it's quote it's some kind of chip i guess some kind of device you put on your body and then all you do is scan and then you don't have to pay for anything anymore you just scan this is beta testing for the mark of the beast and it's also beta testing knowing that this information is going to get out to the general public and seeing if there's going to be any kind of mass public reaction that's why this stuff happens the homeless man's revelations have caused the video to go viral receiving over 1.4 million views within a matter of days now you're going to hear alex jones here and i'm not advocating or giving him some kind of rubber stamp of approval i probably got a 60 page document on alex jones exposing him but this is one of those things where I would like glean from CNN or MSNBC type of type of thing. And uh, he's not the author of the video either. The video is um, totally separate from him. So we're going to go ahead and roll that now. The company that's in Austin, wait for it, is doing it through a UN Connected grant, is microchipping the homeless. In Austin, they've already done it in Mexico. UN Connected Grant. And in Guatemala, and now it's here. This is the total takeover of society. This is the system. And, we, and the average person is just a spectator who just accepts all of this coming down on them. Do people get that we're not making this up? We're over the target. We're exposing the globalist. We're taking action. We're fighting hard. As you can see, there's the article at newswars.com. Report Austin homeless being implanted with trackable microchips. Program rolled out in Latin America and third world countries. Now coming to Texas. If you've watched ABC or CBS or NBC or any of these shows the last couple of years, they go from saying, Alex Jones is crazy, nobody wants to implant you with microchips to track you when you buy and sell, to everyone's going to get a chip soon to buy and sell, it's just the way it is. And if you want to buy and sell, it's the social score, you're going to do it. And so Facebook is competing with a brain chip. Elon Musk is rolling a brain 
system out next year, and they say, oh, it's going to be like plastic surgery, just, you know, in and out in an hour. So they're making it sound like you're getting, you know, uh, a pedicure or something. It's not a, even a medical procedure, having a big corporation put wires in your brain. <laughs> it's no big deal, too. You know, if a father chops his son's finger off, he goes to prison, and he should. But if mommy takes Junior to have his penis cut off, it's liberal. Ah, it's not psychotic. It's not Munchausen by proxy. No, it's good. Ah, wires in our brains, big corporations putting them in there and laughing that the, that the AI will take us over. They're hiding it in plain view, Elon Musk, and it'll soon take you over <laughs> with his eyes all jacked, his pupils all huge. I mean, is he on frickin' five hits of LSD or has he already got a brain chip? They've already are wired up. And let me tell you something. I did some digging this morning right before we went live. The company that's in Austin, wait for it, is doing it through a UN Connected grant, is microchipping the homeless in Austin. They've already done it in Mexico and in Guatemala, and now it's here. They target the children. They target the homeless. They target the Alzheimer's. It's always the weakest. The story's up on Infowars.com and Newswars.com. Let's punch that up for folks so they can share that article that's posted to Infowars.com and Newswars.com by Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com. Now, here we are just calmly talking about all of this and how it's being rolled out. Just like, oh, NAMBLA, the UN says is good, and sex with children's good, and, and bestiality's good, and taxpayers are going to make you pay for, again, cutting little kids' genitals off, and, and Islam's good, but Christianity's bad. This is the total takeover of society. This is the system. And, we, and the average person is just a spectator who just accepts all of this coming down on them. Do people get that we're not making this up? We're over the target. We're exposing the globalist. We're taking action. We're fighting hard. As you can see, there's the article at newswars.com. Report Austin homeless being implanted with trackable microchips. Program rolled out in Latin America and third world countries. Now coming to Texas, and the nation is being hit with thousands of tons of fentanyl, enough if you took an overdose of it to kill tens of billions of people each shipment, and you've got people just laid out like the old opium dens in China on the sides of the street all over leftist blue cities. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about how incredibly dangerous that is, and how humanity is being targeted, and how Medical doctors push all these different forms of opiates and amphetamines on the general population. Yep. They're coming after the family. They're coming after everything. They're making their move. They're admittedly spying on us all. And this technotronic ruling class believes they're above the law and godlike. What a time to be alive. And Elon Musk and Zuckerberg are doing press conferences saying, you'll come in, a little medical thing, it only takes about an hour, and we're going to put wires in your brain. Brain surgery. And it's all just a new phase. Yes, they've created our evolution, this evolutionary path into de-evolution, into a technocracy. And all the statistics show the phones and the wires and the computers all make us more depressed, more alone. Suicide rates in young people double 
They just doubled. I mean, people are, quote, struggling. You know why? Because the society's breaking down. It's being shut down. People don't have relationships. They don't exercise. They don't go outside. We don't have barbecues with the neighbors anymore. We watch TV shows or we click on phones all day for dopamine, but we're getting more sickly, more depressed. Our brains are being rewired in a bad way. We've been given technology by design. One of the former you know, heads of Facebook, Sean Parker, Worked for Zuckerberg. He said, we designed it to depress you and take control of your life. And now you have avatar bots that are your friends. Most of the friends on Facebook aren't real. And they're there to influence you and take control of you and make you more depressed. And then they get you deeper into the labyrinth. Until finally you check out and say, give me a pleasure chip. Make me a PKD wirehead. Put me in the matrix. I want out of this. The matrix was mirroring Pentagon papers on this from the 70s. It didn't invent the ideas We'll be right back. So, no, but what he's covering is, is true. That's where they want to take this whole thing, where, you know, you just want to check out. Just make it go away. If you're if you're living, you know, if, you, if you've survived all the horrific things they have planned, if you're living, then they, you know, here's your, here's your chip. And um, to bring you into that virtual reality matrix-type world. Okay, so here's the, the next video that kind of this... Um, I, I, I give you the link to the barbershop hair. It's quite a long video. When the video was released, it had nothing to do with this thing about the implantable microchips, but it was unintentional, okay? It got out, and that's why it got the whatever 1.3 million views and who knows what it's up to now very quickly is because within this long, long haircut that this homeless man got, in this short time period, he was talking about these implantable microchips. And, and this is why. It, so if you want to listen to that, I give you the link to it. Okay. Uh, but I, I gave you the text already of the most important things that he said about it. Now, this is another video about another. They're at a homeless shelter in Austin. This is separate. This is different. And Owen Schroyer is interviewing different homeless people at this particular uh, homeless shelter. Owen Schroyer here for InfoWars.com, and I'm standing outside the Austin Resource Center for the Homeless here in downtown Austin, Texas. And we're going to ask some of the local homeless people here if they've heard of the ID2020 program, the ID2020 Alliance, where they plan on testing microchipping of humans here in Austin with a microchip to store your biometric data. This is part of a global... So this, is, this isn't something that we just heard this rumor from this one guy getting a haircut this is the id 2020 program in austin where they're telling you overtly that they're going to microchip you and now we're getting all this other independent verification out that they want to test here in austin texas so we're going to find out if some of the local homeless here have heard about this and what they think about it and if they would be willing to take the microchip as part of this program have you uh, have you heard sir of the uh, id 2020 alliance program no would you be willing to take a microchip to get services? Absolutely. Positively not. Sound a little bit 666 to me. Do you receive uh, any services from the resource center here? Yes, I have a case manager. Now, if they said that we're going to microchip you to receive services, would you be willing to do that? No, I would not. I think that's an invasion of privacy. Excuse me, sir. Have you uh, ever received services from this resource center here? Uh, yeah. If they ask you to take a microchip to receive services here, would you do that? No, I'm going to be out on the street then. I'm going to be on the street 
because I'm not putting nothing foreign into my body if God didn't tell me. Does that sound like the Mark of the Beast? That sounds a little scary, man. Like they think they own my body and they they out of their mind. That's crazy. We we talking about total mind control. And have you ever received uh, any services from this resource center? Oh yes. If you were to be told you had to get a microchip to continue to receive services here, would you take that microchip? Like in me or? Yeah, they would put a microchip in you to to store your biometric data. No, I don't think I would do that. Do you receive services here? I work here, sir. Have you heard of the ID2020 Alliance? If you want to get services like this, or you know, if, if say you have a run-in with police or something, they can they can just ID you with the microchip, and then you know that you just always have it in you. But that's the way that they would get you to do it is to say, oh well, you can't receive services here anymore unless you get the microchip. No, yeah. No, like that. That, that microchips are, are animals it's and cattle and us not, like this. Not human. We not, 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 not that sound like the mark of the beast? Yes. That's somebody like an animal or something. Would you take the microchip? No. <laughs> I feel like if they put a microchip inside of you, they have access to everything. everything. Have you heard of the uh, ID2020 program? Mm -hmm. You have heard of this. Now, here's the thing, though. These people, they've got these big, gigantic plates of food. They just got from inside. And this isn't something they mention. And I'm talking about a lot of food. I mean, like, I wouldn't eat a portion that big, okay? And, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big dude, and I, I wouldn't eat that much food, okay? I mean, it would go over into the, I would say, into the gluttony realm. So, they're piling high their food. So, the thing is... It's, it's all well and good to say you're not going to take a microchip if you've got a full belly. But what happens when all these other homeless shelters start converting over to this? And there's less and less homeless shelters you can go to to get a free meal. And the rubber really starts meeting the road where it's like, okay, well, either you take the chip or you don't eat. Now, this is, this is going to be true for, I mean, humanity at large coming when they fully implement the mark of the beast during the tribulation, you're not going to be able to buy, sell, or trade without it. So, this is why you, 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 the only way that I believe the only recourse is the Lord Jesus Christ, because He can make a way where there seems to be no way. Okay, He it's you know through divine intervention and things like this. But uh, these people, um, they've got full bellies right now, but. What about if we came back in a week and let's say they made a sweeping mandate. This is your last meal. And all of the homeless shelters in Austin are going to be um, converting over to this. And you have to take this chip in order to eat or drink or have shelter. How many of those same people in a week, if they had to stay there, I'm talking about they don't they don't have transportation to get to anywhere else. They don't have any money. How many of them would still be doing that? How many of them would stick to their guns? And see, that's where the rubber's really going to meet the road. Is when you have people that are starving. Uh, just something to think about. When they want to microchip people down here? Yes. What do you think about that? I think it's good about it. It's good for them, but then they need to stop blowing their mouth on dope and get them somewhere to stay. We don't want no. 
Would you would you take a microchip to receive services? No. Okay, that's all right. Would you if they almost everybody other than that one lady? I don't think she knew what she was saying. Um, almost everybody is saying no. Okay. Hey, we're gonna give you a microchip for you to receive services here. Would you take it? In your body. Yes. He's he's thinking about it, and I guarantee you, two three meals, he's not going to be thinking about it anymore. He's just going to say, "Give it to me." I mean, a lot of these people are hooked on drugs, and they've already kind of given over to a, to a large extent to whatever it is to feed their fix. This is just another way to feed your fix, which is okay. I take the I take the chip now. I can eat. You know so. I think that's the mindset. And I think that's why they're beta testing this demographic because they know that they're very vulnerable and that they're already compromised to a large extent. So they're beta testing it on them because it's it's one of their human trials they're doing. No. Do you mind taking the camera off the property? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, just a real quick question. Have you guys heard of ID2020? Have you heard about that? I can't answer any no. questions. I'm I'm not at liberty to talk okay. to the media. Okay. I'm a crackhead. Welcome to the city. What? He says, I'm a crackhead. Welcome to the city. <laughs> I love crack. Now, sir, what if, what if in order to receive all of that, you had to take a microchip? Huh? What if in order to receive all of that, you had to take a microchip? In order to receive your crack, you have to take a microchip. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah. Excuse me. You yeah, you watch me wherever I go. Yeah, yeah. You would take the microchip? Yeah, I'll take a microchip. Would you be willing to take a microchip to receive services here? <laughs> no way? What? Put it inside you. No? Man, you make me feel alone. No? A microchip. Yeah. Do that? Microchip. No. Micro. Yeah. You wouldn't do that? Man, my I mean, a lot of these people are just crazy. I mean, I'm sorry, but there are some crazy people here. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It seems that the homeless in Austin are pretty woke, at least when it comes to the mark of the beast and microchipping being done. So they want no part of that. So if Austin does decide to roll that out, it will just create more problems for this city. For Infowars.com, this is Owen Schroeder. I mean, God bless them. I pray to God they get saved, but... For them, a big a big thing about getting saved would be getting off all the dope, you know, that they're taking because they're obviously not thinking clearly whatsoever, a lot of them that they're interviewing here. So let's go further here. Heads up, DHS proposes mandatory facial recognition checks for U.S. citizens at airports. So it's just this big brother panopticon is just, you know, oh, and they, they took that video down. Imagine that. I'm going to see if I can find that. Okay, I found this on another website. They've taken it down. Now, evidently, what's going on here, and I just had a listener email me about this. So everybody, I wasn't really going to report on this, but it may be something that um, uh, I should I should at least mention here. I'm trying to find this email that was sent to me. Um, oh, man, where's it at? Um, hmm. Okay, I found it. A, a listener sent me this. You may want to con consider backing up your content on YouTube channel to preserve it for other people to watch it after December 10th. I don't put anything out on YouTube. Uh, I've never done anything like that other than my Avion Flu presentations that I did like way back. And like, I think I did um, put the original ones out 
which is just the PowerPoint presentation. It's not the actual video I did at the Prophecy Club, but um, the actual PowerPoint presentation, I put one out in 2006, and then I think I put another updated one out maybe a year or two later. It's more updated. If they take it down, they take it down. You know, they, they probably will. Um, I knew a long time ago that YouTube was going to go down. I knew this. I didn't have the time to both do YouTube and do all the stuff I'm doing on the ministry. I barely can do what I'm doing right now. I'm so maxed out. Um, but I saw this day coming a long time ago. And he says, um, see the following two videos as why you want to prepare for the 10th of December. Now, I'm going to go ahead and repost this in the PDF for this teaching. Just because um, I'm, I'm not going to really cover this. I'm just going to give you a heads up. So that if you want to click on something, it will be within the PDF for this teaching. And, and because you may not be aware of this, a lot of channels evidently may be getting ready to go down on YouTube on December 10th. Remember, they're got they, they're jockeying themselves into the position where they're totally going to control the narrative facebook and all of the social media are being taken over and have been cia creations from the very beginning most of them it's data mining you're, you're not you're very limited on what you can post anymore uh they're trying to totally control you know the narrative and um he says please share this message to whomever you deem as a youtube channel it's very important information word to be preserved uh let's see here to download youtube videos into your computer may want to use the software called youtube-dl.exe it's, it's all in this um and i'm gonna go ahead and just repost this because i feel like that while i'm not going to really cover a lot of this i've already given you enough kind of info and i'm, I'm going to repost it right after this report, where which is heads up, DHS proposes mandatory facial recognition for U.S. citizens at airports. And this will be on approximately page, probably six of the PDF for uh, 12919 at com. So just to give you all a heads up, I'm going to go ahead and put that in there now. Oh, he also says within this, um, he says... Uh, beaker browser maybe to use beaker browser um which is uh a beakerbrowser.com i've never checked into this but it could help spread your message after december 10th to communicate outside of facebook email twitter instagram youtube you may want to consider using tox platform or tox network which is tox.chat uh anyway he gives you all these links here and I'm going to go ahead, it's Peter, a listener of mine named Peter, that I haven't even had a chance to respond to yet. But again, this stuff is always so breaking anymore that a lot of times as I go to air, I just got stuff pouring into my inbox that I kind of need to cover. And that's why a lot of times I don't get started. I get started so late like I did today. Even though I had kind of uh, most of the stuff locked and loaded, I get all the stuff pouring in on the on the Sundays I typically go to record. So... Uh, I'm going to repost all this right now. Oh, okay. And I, I, I went ahead and clicked on a couple of these videos and I just want to give you a little more info on this. Cause I mean, so many, I mean, I know I'm on YouTube now. I don't log in. I will go and check videos on YouTube, but this is going to potentially really affect a lot of the news that's getting out. And I'm, I'm really hoping that a lot of these alternative channels that I reference, um, like 
today, for instance, in many places um, in my study, that they're taking heed of this. YouTube has announced new terms of services starting December 10th, 2019. They state they will be deleting channels of those who are not, quote, commercially viable. YouTube loses billions annually due to the amount of bandwidth it takes to host millions of new videos every day. I believe YouTube is making the full transition over to their paid subscription service, YouTube TV, which I will I will would never give them a dime, period. The, I'm not going to give them money, but that's just me. If my channel gets deleted, the last two years of this channel will be uploaded to BitChute. And uh, uh, expect the YouTube platform and all of Google to be down right before the 10th as they will be making the changes to bring in the new terms of service. Whatever Google does, I expect they will get away with it as politicians want censorship, as they don't want us to be able to expose them so easily. This is why I never got on those platforms and why you know, I'm hoping that I'm not really hoping, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that probably a website like mine would be the last to take down because I never got on board this ship. Now, I know a lot of listeners have reposted my teachings on YouTube and that, you know, that stinks. But, you know, th this day was coming. The night is coming when no man can work. And this is part of that night coming, I believe. Uh, he says, we're about to go back to the way things were circa 1994 when it comes to disseminating information. Yeah. Yeah, and this is why I've been doing so much lately in regard to the obnoxious amount of audios I've been putting out when I put them out on Mondays typically, where we're looking at anywhere from typically four to six hours every week. And because uh, I know we probably don't have a lot more time. Okay, so I think that this listener of mine, Peter, gave a, a, a really nice comprehensive look at this. While it's a it's a short email, he gives a lot of different proactive links. He gives some YouTube videos you can look at, uh, which goes into this in further detail. So I, I'm kind of glad that that video that I just tried to click on didn't come up because it was like the one thing I was like, oh, do I want to put this in right now? I'm already late to go to the, well, it, I needed to put it in. <laughs> so it's in here. Uh, I'm probably going to go ahead also and put this in my next um, newsletter that goes out because the newsletter sometimes probably people only have time to maybe look at the current events on the newsletters which I, i'm getting out maybe about one a week and sometimes they probably um only have time to maybe listen to the audio that i put out so i'm gonna go ahead and repost this right yeah okay i just reposted that in my newsletter so you'll have it in two different spots now let's go to the actual report that i was talking about where it's heads up dhs proposes mandatory Facial recognition checks for U.S. citizens at airports. I mean, this is really rubber meeting the road stuff here. Uh, total red level insanity. It looks like DHS is at it again. This time they are pushing to impose mandatory facial recognition scans on all Americans that are entering or leaving the United States. They're saying this is to close a loophole that allows citizens to opt out. There goes your freedom of traveling around the world without having your biometrics taken and put into a system. This is exactly what's happening. Now, up to this point, U.S. citizens were allowed to opt out of the facial scans and they were allowed to just provide an ID or their passports. But all of that changing here in the totalitarian states of America, where all your freedoms of coming and going all over the place are just being stripped left and right. And in this instance, 
DHS gets its way, everyone will have to go through a mandatory facial recognition scan every time you enter the airport. Trying to leave this country, they say, first off, but you know how it goes, or do you? See, they'll implement something like this globally, and then the next day- I think what it would be would be not just entering the airport, but if you're trying to board a plane or get into the concourse areas. I can't imagine they would do biometric facial. They're probably already doing it, though, you know, without your knowledge. But, I mean, I'm talking about where you actually go up and put your face, you know, and get it scanned. So. You know, you can't even fly in the United States without having it done. You know, just kind of like how they're trying to do with this whole smart ID or real ID stuff they're pushing. Anyhow, this is the latest. I figured those out there that fly a lot should be aware this is what your DHS is pushing for. And it's looking like they're going to get it, especially since people sit on their tail and they don't get up to stop anything. It's been Dabu 7. Okay, so we have that report. Um, let's proceed further. Okay, so the next report is incomprehensible, and this is along the same lines as facial recognition, what we were just talking about. You're not going to believe this one. They're now requiring facial recognition to enter some convenience store slash gas stations on the West Coast. Yeah. To go into a convenience store. You can't get in the door unless you look up at the camera for entry via facial recognition, which is scanning your face with, I don't know, I don't know, evidently it's is it millions and millions of people to see if you're a criminal or whatever. Um, I, I couldn't believe, this is more Fugal News. So again, we have uh, several things pointing towards a very dystopian future. And that's what we're about to talk about. So this is actually really scary. I'm going to show you a video that I actually took. Um, and then Dex helped me edit it together as far as the little samples of what they are doing now, not only in Washington, but apparently in Portland, Oregon. Now, I caught one of these in person. Now, it says 24-hour Portland convenience store installs facial recognition technology. Now, this was a very similar gas station to the one that I was at. And I'll tell you why this is so scary. It says a 24-hour convenience store in Portland. I mean, he's always talking about scary, scary. I'm so scared. I'm so. I mean, this is one of the things that I guess aggravates me about Marfugal News. The Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. We're not supposed to go around in fear and, oh, I'm so scared. I can't tell you how many times this guy's acted like a little scared, like a little scared kitten. And it's one of the reasons I have such a hard time listening to him because he operates in such a spirit of like, fear so understand that i'm not coming at you from that direction but i want to give you a heads up on how this is spreading and also this particular establishment and i don't know if there's any other more jackson's food store um is the one that's doing this i wouldn't give jackson's food store a dime of my money ever and i mean this is the type of thing where where you know i would tell people let their corporate office know that and also write them and tell them i will never ever give you a dime of my money you draconian nazi big brother devils for what you're doing 
I'm not going to reward you for the evil that you're doing. Is cracking down on crime, but not in the way that you would think. Jackson's food store on Southeast Grand Avenue recently installed a facial recognition system. It may just look like a camera, but according to Blue Line Technology, the company who made their system, the high-tech giant uh, gadget can also scan a person's face. Quote, it's going to benefit this area because, really, this area is not a good area, said customer Jarrett Dean. I'm all about it. I'm all for it 100%. After repeated attempts over two days to reach Jackson's, they did not return Fox 12's calls or emails. But according to a statement from Jackson's food store shared with Fox 12 by a Seattle media partner, the convenience store is using facial recognition software in order to, quote, prevent future theft and potential danger from happening. Now, I'm going to show you the video that I'm talking about. In fact, um, this is actually from uh, Tacoma, Washington. Uh, I was out there visiting and it was really, really freaky. And I, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, my wife ended up, you'll see her, the back of her, trying to get in. And she got uh, rejected twice in a row before I started getting it on camera. And then it finally cleared once she kind of waved at the lady and the lady manually let her in. And the reason why is her their system actually picked her up as somebody else that, uh, I, and this is from what the gentleman inside said, uh, that she was picked up as somebody who was a previous thief. Obviously, we <laughs> don't nice. live there. We've never been to this gas station uh, ever before. So we thought it was pretty, pretty wild. So I'm actually going to uh, plug this in real quick, and I'm going to get you the audio. This is pretty crazy. And it, it comes along. It actually has... So on top of everything else, it's totally inaccurate, and it can have you pegged as a criminal. Well, they'll have this rigged up eventually where the, the cops are notified. Can you imagine you're not even guilty of anything? It's pegging you for someone else because it's totally inaccurate. And then you get taken to jail because of a, of a false identity thing here. I mean, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Video of the, it says, well, I'll just let it play. So it's showing people trying and to enter. of course enter the store and they have to look up at this camera in order to literally get into the a convenience look at store. camera for entry it has a look at camera for entry big look at camera for entry big box look there. at camera for entry sorry this is like really look at camera for entry now this is my wife getting denied you'll see on so, the right side there's this little green lock that's open and a red lock that's open wow. and it was yeah, yeah, really you you might want to watch this because this is just incomprehensible this is his wife trying to get in to a convenience store called jackson's and yeah it has this little it's it's unbelievable and then it's it caught her face and it actually locked it so i'm going to push play here look at camera for so then she was stuck she reaches Entry. pulls like a dummy looks back at me and laughs it's locked and then again it opens this is all automated so this is literally something that happens on an automated basis it Look is at camera for entry it's recording their faces it's beta testing and it's also getting us conditioned to this biometric identification everywhere we go big brother lockdown again 
I would I would resist this as much as you possibly. I wouldn't give them a dime. I would write, call, you know, because again, that's how they gauge how far they can push society at large. Thing. Look at camera for entry. Look at camera for entry. Look at camera for entry. Sorry, this is like really redundant, but... It is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, and here's the fact. So she gets rejected because it apparently thinks she's a thief. Here's where I think it's extremely scary, and the fact that this is becoming more and more common is the fact that they actually have something that is a necessity, which is gas. You cannot travel without gas. And say, uh, that day we actually did not bring our card. We did not have a card to pay at the pump. So we physically had to go inside and hand the lady cash. Now, if this evolves into the social credit score that uh, is basically connected to the designers of this thing, then this could be where you, uh, if you have a low enough score or if your face is on this system as somebody who cannot do it, you will not be able to pay for gas. Now, when it's one store out of 500, that's fine. You can go down the street to the next gas station. But this is going to be the future. This is going to be uh, how they implement a lot of this stuff. Uh, in fact, I've got a couple articles here that show you that th there's some really deep connections here to some of this stuff. So I want to bring up the fact that China brings in mandatory facial recognition for mobile phone users. We've talked about WeChat and their systems there that they're using. It's really, really disturbing stuff. Uh, now it is mandatory to use facial recognition. It says facial recognition is expanding in China Photograph, and I'll tell you why this matters to us here, because guess who's going to be designing our systems? It says all mobile phone users in China registering new SIM cards must submit to a facial recognition scan, according to a new rule that went into effect across the country on Sunday. The guidelines, first issued in September, require telecoms companies to deploy, quote, artificial intelligence and other technical methods to check the identities of people registering SIM cards. All physical stores in the country have had until one uh, December 1st to begin implementing the new standards. That is hella scary, and I apologize, but this is one of the most disturbing things that this country's done out of out of you know half of the things, including taking organs organs uh, involuntarily. So, and again, this is where it ties in: Chinese tech groups shaping UN facial recognition standards. UN facial recognition standards. Now, Dex, can you, uh, let me uh, pull you back in here. Can you explain wh why the UN comes into this? Hey, Adam. So, you know, the thing that, that uh, bothers me is, A, the UN is looking for facial recognition, and then, B, they're going to uh, China to get it. Um, and then the, the, the flip side, though, is that obviously China has a vast amount of data um, and a vast amount of experience with their facial recognition. As we just saw, they forced it upon all mobile phone users. Now, granted, you know, we may think about, you know, the mobile phone as a convenience and there's a lot of cool things we can do on the phone, but in China, that phone is everything. It's how you pay for a drink out of the vending machine. It's how you get your paycheck. It's how you do everything in China. It's all based on the phone. So by locking down this <laughs> facial recognition to that, it's a really big deal. So it makes it, you know, it makes a perfect sense if somebody's looking for a facial recognition expert for them to go to uh, China because they have been investing heavily in this, both in 
applications, whether it's, you know, apps that we may think are harmless, like a TikTok or their platforms on their, their, you know, government owned telecom companies, uh, cell phones, right? So, you know, if this, you know, as you, as the UN moves towards needing some sort of facial recognition, they're looking to China to provide that. That's kind of a scary thing. Yeah. Well, so, and this is, this is the connections that, you know, people like us have feared and have talked about for years. Uh, some of my colleagues in, you know, this, you know, area of the internet have been talking about this for 10 years. Uh, some of them even predicted exactly this, uh, China actually designing facial recognition for the UN. This is like, this is like prophecy coming true in my book. Uh, it says Chinese technology companies are shaping new facial recognition and surveillance standards at the UN. According to leaked documents obtained by Financial Times, as they try to open up new markets in the developing world for their cutting-edge technologies, companies such as ZTE, Dahua, and China Telecom are among these proposing new international standards. So, for whatever, like, you know, whatever crazy person decided, oh, they should be the ones uh, helping develop international standards for this kind of thing, you know, considering all of the controversy that they are looked at right now for. It says specifications aimed at creating universally consistent technology. One world, right? In the UN's International Telecommunication Union for Facial Recognition, there is one of those, a union of facial recognition, video monitoring, city and vehicle surveillance. I mean, this is to the point where people, uh, designers, fashion designers, are designing clothes that make, that uh, essentially, uh, one designer actually had all license plates on dresses because uh, China's cameras actually would pick up the license plates and think it's a vehicle instead of thinking it's a person, so it wouldn't record it. I mean, like, this is just, you know, this is where we are heading uh, and by the way, there's multiple fashion designers designing all sorts of weird things. Uh, they've made tons of fashion statements as far as uh, avoiding these things uh, invading not only our privacy, uh, but, you know, not only our public space, but our privacy indeed. Now, uh, this says DHS wants to expand airport face recognition scans to include U.S. citizens. That means everyone, not just foreign citizens coming from out of the country. That means all of us. And again, we all just let it happen when our phones ended up having facial recognition because it was a convenience. This is what we thought uh, was, you know, easier than swiping. Like, one thing that I don't get, and no offense to the people that use facial recognition, you're probably like, well, they already have it anyways, right? That's that's the kind of attitude most people have now. They're like, oh, well, they already have all my information, whatever. Yeah. But we're talking about... You know, people were uh, too lazy to go. But see, that's the attitude that got us into the position that we're in right now. It's just incrementalism. And the more you give in, and, and this is why I have resisted this from the very beginning, because I'm like, I realize this is the slippery slope, and I'm not using myself as a gold standard. I'm just saying it's like I'm trying to practice what I preach. And I knew this was coming. I mean, the more you give away, the more Satan's going to take. And this is what we're seeing here now to the point where they're having gas stations where you can't get in unless you have facial, you know, biometric facial scans. And they wanted something less secure, like a face, uh, to unlock their phone. I mean, like, literally, 
it, nowadays it's cutting things from 0 0.02 seconds to 0 0.01 and it's like oh this makes my life so much easier uh it says homeland security one and facial recognition checks for travelers arriving and departing from the u.s to it also include citizens which had previously been exempt from mandatory checks so if you travel you're on the facial recognition system sound familiar it says in a filing, the department has proposed that all travelers and not just foreign nationals or visitors will have to complete a facial recognition check before they are allowed to enter the U.S., but also to leave the country. Dude. And pretty soon that it'll just be any to board any plane. And see, it's just incrementalism. They're they're just. They're seeing how it works. Oh, okay, well, I understand. I'm going to go to another country or somebody coming in. But then they'll, be, when everybody gets used to that, then they'll just say, okay, well, now it's just to travel anywhere uh, by via plane. And then they'll bring it to internal checkpoints where it's show me your papers, biometric. And I, I hate to say, again, that sounds doom and gloom, but that's where this is all moving unless there's massive pushback from uh, the populace. And I don't, unfortunately, see that happening. Do, 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 do. Facial recognition for departing flights has increased in recent years as part of uh, Homeland Security's efforts to catch visitors and travelers who overstay their visas. The department, whose responsibility is to protect the border and control immigration, has a deadline of 2021 to roll out facial recognition scanners to the largest 20 airports in the United States, despite facing a rash of technical challenges. Yes, indeed. And here's the thing. So this gas station, right? This I, I want to point out something. Uh, do you think a gas station or any store would have this if people did not go in? If people said, ah, oh, you know what, I'm going to support AMPM or uh, 7-Eleven instead down the street. If their business dried up like nobody came in at all, do you think they would still keep this system around? No. So we're actually, uh, I guess, what's the word? Uh, enabling this to happen see people I, I when i was there there was uh probably a hundred people i mean people pulled up they and they all the locals are used to it <clears throat> they literally just walk up look at the camera and then open the door i mean like it's just it's natural to it's like they're trained um pets that are trained you got to do this if you want to get what's inside and he said like a hundred people pulled up when they were sitting there so that's probably the most disturbing thing because I wouldn't even think about going into a place like that or supporting them or giving them a dime. But evidently, it's not that big of a deal to uh, a large percentage of the po of their customers at all. They just get out. And, and dare I say these people will beg for the mark of the beast. If they're willing to do this already when there's when they could go elsewhere or they have all these other options i mean <laughs> you know the mark of the beast is going to be a lot more stern and there's going to be a lot more on the line there like losing your head just why that's why i brought up the thing about the uh implanting the homeless in austin i'm like yeah it's fine to say that now no i'm not going to take this but what about when you can't you know when this is going to make it incredibly harder for you to eat okay what will you do then and and that's so why I'm saying th this is a joke because I mean this is like you know you could go tons of other places and they're still going in this place when when they don't have a gun to their head. 
Uh, they walk around the corner, they look right up at it, boom, in. People are getting trained to look at the camera, open the door. Mm-hmm. Look at the camera, open the door. Guaranteed, they're feeding these statistics back to the government uh, because this is a beta test and the government is, is compiling this and it's, it, all along this whole Illuminati timetable, New World Order agenda, they're seeing how far the sheeple people populace is progressed where they can implement you know, whatever they're trying to do. Is no one else seeing this? We, if, you know, again, if it's a business, just saying, if no one wanted their face uh, done like this, it's all these little sets, it's the baby steps, it's the apps that we use that have kind of trained us to do this. Adam, if you go back to the article uh, from China um, that talks about the UN, and you scroll down to that graph um, about the Chinese facial recognition, there's two things I want to point out here that tie exactly what you just said. You know, we're we're looking at these camera systems at a gas station, and this one gas station or a handful of gas stations are rolling out this facial recognition for unlocking the door. What people don't realize is that these camera systems are actually deployed all over America right now. And the company you listed and you said earlier, and, and people may not recognize this company name, but Dawa. So you you said ZTE, Dawa, and China Telecom. They're, they're implemented, I know, at Walmart. Now, here's the difference. They're still scanning your face at Walmart when you go in. Now, granted, maybe they're not getting this good of a scan because you have to literally stand there and look up and stand still. So obviously, it's going to be better, higher quality. But they're compiling a, a database at Walmart, bare minimum where this is already happening and they've been doing this for years it's just the difference of walmart is they haven't gotten to the point yet where you have to stand there and look up in order to show that you're a good little compliant sheep to get into walmart okay that's the difference but we're moving in that direction it's already being fully it's moving in the direction where full implementation of that in china where you're being flagged for you know if you jaywalk you know they're they're shaming you on on billboards in public where they have your 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 name and your face and whatever else on big billboards and if you're not in full compliance with whatever their satanic government says you're being shamed and you and you you lose your credit score goes down and you can't travel i've reported on this tons you can't you know get on planes you have to take like if you can even get on a bus it's like the slow boat to china no pun intended it bus and um they're doing all these things to pun. I mean, and then when you go into the stores in China, if you're not buying what the state deems as good things, then your your credit score, your social credit score drops more. I mean, it's absolutely totally draconian. And they're trying to bring this in over here as soon as possible. And just remember something about all of this. This is all being done under Trump's watch. And don't tell me he doesn't know what's going on. Because he's in full compliance with this. He's at this absolute spear tip of being bringing 5G and 6G in. Those satellites are probably going up about every day or every other day. SpaceX is putting them up there and then some other companies. And bringing us into this 5G, 6G, ultimately, control kill grid. Uh, which is the ultimate control mechanism. And it's all being done under Trump's watchful eye, yet he's the one that says he's fighting for us and he'll never fail us and he'll never lie to us when the man is an absolute total pathological liar. ZTE and China Telecom are the big telecom companies. Dawa makes um, their camera systems. And not just the camera systems that you think about, all of the cameras that we pretty much have around for CCT and security, like you have in small businesses, 
Um, in any store you walk into, if you put cameras on your house, those security cameras that you buy at Sam's Club and, um, and, and Costco, all of those packages of cameras, they're usually relabeled Dawa equipment. So all of those Chinese camera systems are everywhere, and they use technology in the latest ones to actually do facial recognition because they call it a convenience. If I can identify a face, it's better to record that than to record a bug that's flying through the screen and then wasting hard drive space. So that facial recognition is actually deployed in a lot of places, and we don't even realize it. A lot of us may even have it in our homes or in our own businesses and don't realize it. So that, it goes on a little bit longer, but I, that covered a lot of really important information there that you may not be fully aware of and i wanted to get that out to my to my listeners uh switching gears here virginia sheriff vows to deputize thousands of citizens if state the state of virginia passes gun restrictions county passes resolution to protect citizens right to bear arms at a board meeting tuesday where a resolution was passed declaring culpeper county a constitutional county Sheriff Scott Jenkins said that he will vigorously defend the God-given right of citizens to own firearms. Uh, the right to bear arms, some believe that the Second Amendment gives us that right, when in fact it is a God-given right. Now this is the sheriff talking. If you don't believe in God, it's a law of nature that every creature can defend their lives from threats. Yeah, great points. I've probably never put it that way, but brilliantly stated, Sheriff. Here's a picture of, of Sheriff jenkins god bless him um this is in the pdf i'm looking at furthermore jenkins added he is prepared to deputize numerous citizens if that's what it takes to comply with new gun laws man i wish we just had a legion of sheriffs like this guy he's amazing he said quote if the legislature decides to restrict certain weapons i feel harms our community i will swear in thousands of auxiliary deputies in culpepper and this is all official stuff that he stated and here's all the links to it there is no limit to the number of people i can swear in he said a militia when properly formed are in fact the people themselves and include all men capable of bearing arms jenkins added citing the virginia-based founding father richard henry lee's perspective on the second amendment uh then he went on to say every sheriff and commonwealth attorney in virginia will see the consequences if our general assembly passes further unnecessary gun restrictions red freck red flag laws without due process will create enormous conflicts as well america has more guns than citizens and murder has long been illegal at best the proposed gun restrictions will disarm or handicap our law abiding in their in their defense and possibly cause a criminal to choose another tool for evil yeah exactly i mean talk about common sense what he's saying there amazing uh next report Again, sw sw uh, switching gears, sorry, a little tongue-tied here. Uh, One-two punch, 2020 spring floods, farmers under surveillance. Yeah, just more draconian stuff that's pretty incomprehensible. And this is the Ice Age farmer. I've been playing a lot of his videos lately. Spring flooding 2020 to bring in no plant 20. Now, again, we're, we've already had this horrific year now they want to perpetuate this and continue this into next year so that everybody will be starved out oh and i have an amazing amount of information tonight all of which i feel we must take a look at but there are two bits that i want to present up front to make sure that we get this across and those two things are as follows first i want to talk about why u.s farmers are the sole exception 
to the global protests, tractors taking to the streets, farmers demanding compensation and policy changes and, and acknowledgments and other forms of support from their governments in the wake of this terrible year, years now of seasons. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then second, I want to frame tonight's discussion with this piece of information, which is that the National Weather Service has just issued a warning echoing their warning from last year going into 2019 that there would be flooding in the Midwest. Now they're issuing, like I said, a similar warning, but even going so far as to say that should there be snowfall this winter, which there already is, it's going to be even more widespread flooding in 2020 than there was this past spring in 2019. Now just to make that clear, that means that the flooding that caused... The now remember, they can, they can control all the weather. So they were the ones that created all the flooding last year, which prevented planting, which then when they could plant, the crops came in way late, undersized, and then they sent in an early winter to kill off the rest of the crops. They control all this. So they're telling you up front because it's a Kabbalistic principle. They got to warn you before they're going to tell you what they're going to do to you, that next year is going to be more the same and even worse. So again, uh, something to add to the prayer list. I don't know if this is on even on the prayer list I have, but something to definitely because I'm you know, food is one of the food and water are, are one of the main tools the tyrants always use to ultimately end up controlling the population, and they're telling you ahead of time this is going to happen when they have every technology where they could prevent this and turn next year into a amazing year now i understand we're in a grand solar minimum we're moving into that so that would affect things true but they could still if they wanted to um have like the proper amount of of rain and um these types of things and not chemtrail everything to block out the sun i mean if they wanted to do the righteous thing is what i'm telling you is they could do that but they're going to do the exact opposite and they're telling you ahead of time they're going to do that very satanic thing immense livestock losses especially in nebraska with that blizzard in march and then as the flooding went downstream stayed throughout the midwest there are still parts of the country underwater even now this is the flooding that was warned about that uh like i said wiped off those cattle saw immense losses hundreds of millions of dollars of stored grain and farm infrastructure destroyed it was then declared uninsurable and so farm and farmers going out of business, losing their livelihood even back then. This is the same flooding that stuck around long enough to cause record prevent plant by a factor of three, meaning farmers, it was too wet to get any crops in the field. Farmers were throwing seeds into water, trying to just hope that they would take root. Even then, those crops that did get into the field were so delayed that it was no plant 19, right? No plant 19 became now as fall was also wet and cold, the harvest from hell. All summer there have been feed shortages, hay shortages, fodder shortages. I have never seen a summer that lasted, at least here in North Carolina, lasted that long where we had 90 degree temperatures into the first week of October. Normally here, we don't have mid-90s past the end of july you might have some aberrations in august sure okay but from what i've observed in my mental rolodex since i've been up here is that 
typically what we're dealing with is the last two weeks of July, and I'm in the foothills of North Carolina, we had mid-95 degree temperatures during that, and that was always the worst time. That was the hottest time of the year up here. And then after that, you kind of got this gradual, gradual, gradual taping off, tapering off until we got into fall. You even got into some, sometimes I've even had cooler days in August here, some like into the 50s at night. Well, this year, um, yeah, we had a little bit of days, but mostly it was like brutally high temperatures, like almost the last week of July up here. 90 degree temperatures into the first week of October. And then it was like somebody flipped a switch and we went to the exact polar opposite where I've never seen a colder fall here since I've been up. I mean, not even close have I seen a fall. I mean, it was like we went from summer to just about winter. I've never seen anything like it. And this is another big reason where, you know, you're having a lot of, very horrible crop yields because the plants are not used to that and they're doing all this on purpose by design. See five dollar hay bales in Ohio. We've covered reports of this all of this stemming from the flooding. And now like I said, now coming home with the harvest from hell to roost. Six states in the United States declaring declaration of a, of emergency and Alberta will see today doing the same thing in the name of trying to raise public awareness of just the level of losses, the, the severity of the situation we are all facing and the threats to our food security in the wakes of the 2019 flooding and delayed planting and harvest from hell. All of this, it turns out, we're hearing now, is going to be even worse next year. All of this is just a warm-up, so to speak. The harvest from hell, the disasters declared in those states the sugar shortages the uh coming from the sh loss of sugar beets the seed shortages in idaho from seed potatoes to green beans to seed corn or the corn the beans the losses the scale of losses there still largely unacknowledged by the usda and the massive efforts then to hide those losses we heard from top producers talking about how Forces are at work trying to stymie this information getting out at the expense of um, getting prepared, trying to keep it a secret, and hoping that we would get a better harvest next year and just sweep this bad season under the rug. Now we see clearly that that isn't going to happen. All of the optimism from farmers, the hope that next year, and I understand, I appreciate where it comes from. What else can you do when you almost lose everything? But Hope and pray that next year things will be better. It's not. And we understand that now. Here it is, well stated. Heavy snow in some states, this is now, could prevent farmers from harvesting the rest of their corn and beans until 2020 in the latest weather-related blow to growers. That is after the propane shortages, also because of the wet fall. Flooding from torrential rains delayed spring seeding and prompted record amounts of acres to go unplanted. The corn harvest as of Sunday, this is during Thanksgiving, people are still busting, trying to get their crops out of the ground. Still just 84% done US-wide. It's the slowest rate in a decade. All of this, again, a warm-up for next year as the situation worsens, as these losses mount, as the seed shortages we don't recover from 
by virtue of next year's better crop. This is now a cascading situation, and we can see it clearly. If the crops, it's going to tighten supplies. It's obvious. At a, at a time when cash prices are already on the rise, that's important to call out, because the market isn't reflecting this, but cash prices are feeling it. People on the ground are feeling it. And of course, we are. Look at how those months of precipitation, these are the precipitative extremes that come during the minima of solar activity. This is what's going on right now. It's happened in previous cycles, in the Maunder minimum, in the Dalton minimum, in the Sporer minimum before that, and now we're in, over here on the right, 2019 at the rock bottom, record low, modern era levels of solar activity. And this has a few different effects. These are NASA's own numbers saying that solar cycle 25 on the right is going to be 40% lower than solar cycle 24, during which a lot of this has already started happening. Like I said, these are the symptoms. We can glean these from the past by looking at the records of what happened. Torrential rain and, and flooding versus droughts, both precipitative extremes. And those are the, exactly what we're seeing. Take so he's up. showing a grand solar minimum symptoms, and it's crop losses, feed grain sh shortages for livestock. There's geophysical, seismic volcano, and what were we just talking about? Highly charged atmosphere, wildfires, wind. I mean, again, all the stuff that's happening. But again, it's being perpetuated as well. It's being perpetuated by design. So they're they're using all of their weather warfare technologies to make all of these things that I'm listing far worse than than, than they would normally be. Um, epidemics. Yes, remember what I told you about that recently. When you go into a grand solar minimum, it literally has a horrible effect on your own immune system. I, to be quite honest with you, I've noticed I've had to take a lot more of the immune system nutrients I normally don't have to take, um, like as far as as many of them, I've had to take a lot more uh, in order just to, to maintain like, okay, I feel good, I'm not, I'm not going to get sick of this type of stuff. I'm doing like, you know, the vitamin C from biotics, the C1000 in the food base with um, calcium a, a good like calcium product because that's essential for our immune system um zinc another one that's really essential for our immune system i like to take a little bit of the flax oil with the calcium because the flax helps the calcium activate in the body these are all kind of complicated how this all works but calcium in 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 has a huge effect on your immune system and um uh, i notice when i take that i don't need as much of the vitamin c as well so um for me the d3 really doesn't do that much for me but for some people it's it's totally essential so it just kind of depends on the purpose but i'm then i'm doing selenium and things like that uh, as well which also has an effect particularly um uh, selenium is very very antiviral as well and those are all products that i carry i'm trying to practice what i preach but yes i've noticed since we really started going into this that for me I've had to take more things. Now, I understand we're going into winter and things of this nature, but this is actually a sign and a symptom of a grand solar minimum that you can expect to see your immune system struggling more, which is crazy, but yeah, that's what's listed in it. Um, and more cold temperatures is another grand solar minimum symptom. So I'm going to go ahead and keep rolling this. Modern agriculture across the world right now, plus the hailstorms, all of this. So when we see now, the National Weather Service is saying, yeah, it's going to flood again next year. It might be a bit worse. 
we need to pay attention. We need to understand very well how this has happened in the past. And to be praying against it. Um, I need to try to add this into the prayer list, but this is something that, you know, you you would want to add on to your prayer list because they're, they're going to try to annihilate next year's crop yields with all the stuff that we're mentioning. How this last year has already gone down and that, as I said, this is a warm-up, which is perhaps an unfortunate bit of language to use describing a cooling phase, but there we are, that's what I said. I want to focus now on the farmers and the censorship in the U.S., like I mentioned. So zoom back to Alberta, where they've been affected also by this harvest from hell. They've declared, as I mentioned at the top, an agricultural disaster to try and raise public awareness. Uh, with 35% of their crops still in the ground, and it's unlikely that more of it will be harvested before spring. Again, if, if then, if there's flooding then, and who knows. Um, it's the worst we've seen for a long time. So this then, coupled with the propane shortages that were then exacerbated by the strike on their national rail, just sent farmers into a rage. That's just the last straw. They've literally gone into the streets, started throwing bags of corn onto City Hall onto, in, in a form of protest, trying to you know, get them to end the strike because they can't harvest their crops right. while there's no propane to dry it. Mm -hmm. And so elevators are... And again, they're doing this all on purpose by design so they can't bring their crops in, even though they've, they have to have this to dry them. And we, we covered this in a previous study. And <laughs> this is what Satan is doing to uh, ultimately starve us out. Shipments, I mean, you, you just, it's it. It's game over for these farmers. So what else can they do other than go throw corn at the mayor? Uh, so Justin Trudeau is being, you know, threatened by farmers, declaring that their livelihood is at risk, etc. Briefly, I just want to remind you that these Quebecois farmers are not alone in their action. When you look around the world, you see tractors taking to the streets like this without propane, Everything is derailed, is what this sign says here. Right. Uh, you see farmers taking to the streets, not just in Canada, but in Germany, where they were doing it in... Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing gigantic convoys of, like, uh, farming John Deere tractors. Farmers with their tractors attend a protest against the German government and the European Union agricultural policy in Berlin, Germany, and this was October 22nd of this year. Thousands attend the protest in cities across... So they're, they're doing this sweeping across the across the, the countries um particularly countries that are are maybe not in full compliance yet with the new world order and not to say that germany is great but um a lot of the countries that are putting out food that's not only feeding their country but maybe surrounding countries they really want to target all the food in this in, in hamburg and in berlin you see the same Farmers' protests going on. That was because of German policies. I want to be clear here. It's not all because of crop losses. Those are because of bad carbon dioxide-based, you know, CO2-based agricultural restrictions. Farmers in Amsterdam were taking out because of the nitrogen policy, taking their tractors into the streets. Farmers in Dublin going out and blockading the city, uh, trying to get better prices for their cattle. So the exact... But see, this needs to be going on here. ...reasons differ from place to place. In Italy, it was because of a frost emergency, because unseasonable frosts descended across the Mediterranean climate, damaging their olive trees. 
and destroying 54% of the olive harvest, which led them to olive oil shortages. You know, we've talked about all of this. So I'm just quickly reminding ourselves that you see farmers across the world taking to the streets with one notable exception, and that being in the United States. Where are the farmers here? Because clearly it's been a harvest from hell. It's been a terrible year. We've had trade war threats, all sorts of crazy stuff. And why aren't farmers in the streets? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's why. Matt Swanson, who goes by Max ROI Farmer on Twitter, came out the other day with a, with a tweet for which he was quickly reprimanded by the industry, by Bayer itself. According to Bayer employees and contractors who have direct messaged me now, I will be reported to Bayer for speaking negatively about... Now, Bayer is like Bayer Aspirin. I believe they're the ones that bought Monsanto. Monsanto. Bayer is uh, one of the most wicked, evil com uh, companies ever. They were one of the, the three companies that IG Farben turned into after World War II. IG Farben was the main force um uh, one of the main monetary forces behind Hitler. Okay, IG Farben essentially was responsible for the nerve gas that they used at Auschwitz. It was a chemical company, okay, a chemical conglomerate. And it was without IG Farben, Hitler would have never ever got where he was at. He was a basically a failed house painter, and they saw potential in this guy, and they brought him up. And I mean, how do you think he could have risen through the ranks unless there was just the equivalent back then of billions of dollars behind him you know to, to create the whole nazi war machine i mean you look back at the archive footage and you see the big rallies and everybody's got these the the nazi flags and then full nazi regalia and everybody's goose the soldiers are goose stepping and everybody's dressed impeccably and you know how do you do that unless you've got billions of dollars behind you well, ig farben if if they weren't the main, they were one of the main driving financial forces behind Hitler that got him into power. And when IG Farben was done after the war, they had to be politically correct and break up. And they broke up into three different companies. One of them was Bayer, and another one was BASF. Oh, and the other one I forget. But anyway, they they're all they were all same wicked companies. They just broke into these three, and then Bayer, which is makes Bayer aspirin just a totally evil horrific company recently bought um and just came bare in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i'm sure i've mentioned it many times um they uh bear um bought monsanto monsanto okay so what a match made in hell so this guy's saying that according to bear employees contractors in my DMs, I will be reported to Bear for talking negatively about outcome-based pricing. Perhaps Bear should bring in some operators of different sizes and risk intolerance and talk to us instead of just moving to try to ram it through. Now, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the context, but evidently it has to do with this this catastrophe of um, what's going on there with the planting. Outcome-based pricing. Before I go any further, what was this crime? that he's committed, this thought crime for which Matt is being thrown to the wolves. Here's the tweet. Matt tweeted, and he merely asked, if you guys are looking at pricing schemes like outcome-based pricing for Bayer crops, 
What do you think? Is that going to make you more or less likely to do business with him? He didn't even suggest his own opinion. He didn't qualify it at all. He just asked, what do you think? But that is enough, again, ladies and gentlemen, to wholly trigger, it gets the attention of the agricultural brown shirts. This is an intellectual... And this is really appropriate, brown shirts. This, if this isn't Nazi-like behavior, Bear is, they are Nazis, okay? They were one of the three companies IG Farben split from, or split into. So you are literally dealing with Nazis here, because I'm sure the hierarchy hasn't changed. An intelligence agency watching everything farmers post on Facebook and Twitter, yes. social media, they're watching you. And that's why farmers can't talk. They have evidently the vast majority of farmers in America on absolute total Nazi lockdown. And if you get out of line whatsoever, doesn't matter if they're flooding them out of existence and doing everything they can do to kill them off and, and, and to make them commit suicide and flood their lands and give them their GMO frankenfood seeds and stuff to grow their crops and control them every way you can possibly control them. That doesn't matter. You better be in full compliance and be a good little Nazi and do as you're told. And we know that you're going to end up committing suicide or going bankrupt. And we're going to come in and we're going to buy up your farm for pennies on the dollar. And we'll either let that land sit idle or we'll, you know, amalgamate it into whatever um, conglomerate thing we have so we can make more GMO crops. And then we're going to consolidate it into all one big New World Order company or companies that are making all the profits and controlling all the food. That's where this is heading. They don't like independent farmers like this because they're a lot harder to control what they're seeing as openly as one might think that's why it was such a big deal when i got one of the top one percent producers to come on my show and talk about it the force the energy that is trying to keep the truth hidden this these are his his words on the screen not mine that's why it was so big when he shared that we're kicking the can, that we're not making the right rational decisions to ration supply where needed and to shift what we're planting, to diversify our plantings, to make sure that we have food. We're not making those decisions at the national level or at any level because we don't have good data. Um, we're kicking the can hoping for a better season next year. And now we see, again, that's why I framed the conversation tonight with this bit of information, we're not going to have that better season next year. And this is going to make everything much worse. This is why we all need to be growing our food right now. So it turns out... Growing our food right now... I mean, number one, it's winter. I guess, yeah, if you have a hydroponics garden inside. But th that's the thing I've said about storable food that I got into in the last broadcast. That, you know, uh, listen, the seven years of plenty are, are gone. Okay, we're going into that seven year of famine, like the Pharaoh, like, you know, with Joseph and what he was told to do. You weren't able to grow food in the seven years of, of, of um, famine. Now, I'm not saying uh, if you have the ability to do it, a hydroponic play, uh, um, hydroponic garden in your basement or somewhere. But remember, if we get hit with an EMP or whatever, you know, you're going to have a problem with the lighting that burns up a lot of electricity as well now, i'm not saying don't do that i'm just saying that i would think while you can get it if you could get it a wiser choice would be to get long-term storable type food and that doesn't have to necessarily mean you have to go to some 
big site. You can go to like Big Lots or a lot of these places and they, they have a lot of even organic stuff like that. Just get long-term, I mean, canned food lasts a long time. And it might, might be in a situation where you're going to be using that literally in the next year. I couldn't have said that 13 years ago when this ministry started. But we're getting to the point now where I'm, I know what's going on here with the farming and the crop yields and the decimation that's occurring. And if anything, you're, you could, worst case scenario, you could use this food for barter. And you'd have a way to feed your family. Whereas growing it is a slow, long process. And if you are growing it when there's a famine, you're going to be a target. So something to think about. But just I wanted to, to kind of address both sides of that subject. That someone from Bayer later got back to Matt and said, you know, we can have a conversation about it. Sort of tried to smooth over the water. But it was too late. And Matt was already pretty openly saying, look, I'm, thanks for being willing to engage but I've already seen the teeth. I don't appreciate the glimpse into your corporate culture I got this morning and the further reinforcement sense. So what does that mean if Bayer comes down on you? Satan. Or if Monsanto decides they're not going to do business with you? Well, yeah. these folks, these... This is Means you won't be able to get seeds. And who knows other what other kind of pressures they can bring to bear. But again, why would you want to ever have used their, Franken, their Terminator Frankenstein seeds to begin with? I would have never ever done that as a farmer because then I know I have to go back to that same malevolent, evil, wicked source to get my seeds that are corrupted the next year. I would have personally, if, they, if I was a farmer, I would have never done that. I grew up on the second largest privately owned dairy farm in Ohio where they had, you know, cornfields on every single side is, is about as far as you could see and, and all kind of other um, fields. I mean, and then more dairy cow than you can imagine. That's how I grew up. Um, I just would have never, I, I would have never went that route. I mean, I, I don't know, just not me. But I, I don't understand why so many farmers back in the day, because this, this took place a long time ago, like a couple decades, if not more ago, where, you know, they had that option to go Monsanto. With their Terminator, uh, I, I reported on this so long ago, and I just I don't get it because you know, Monsanto has always been evil. Get your seed. This is how you get your fertilizers and your chemicals. All all of these operations depend on a lot of inputs, and in many cases, those inputs come from companies that have been consolidated and consolidated and merged and bought out, and it's just a few stakeholders now. It's like the media and if you speak ill of these big ag companies they will cut you off so you can own your land all you want but if you can't get seeds to plant it's not a, it's a problem for you and that is the leverage that they hold over farmers and it's that that keeps them in line and silent you know in but if they if they would have never went that route to begin with and they were actually using good seeds then the first year that Monsanto came in they could have said, no, no, we're, we're going to store our seeds. I don't want to buy them from this wicked company anyway, and we're going to use these. Now, I understand. I'm not a farmer, okay? It's one thing for me to talk. I'm just saying this is what I wish farmers would have done in mass, you know, and used, like, um, in, in the particular case of the farm that I was on, they used the manure from the cows to fertilize the fields, which, you know, the Bible even talks about using manure on on um, 
the crops and doesn't speak against it. Jesus, there's parables where Jesus talks about it. When you dung the plant, it talks about, and, and they're trying to get the plant to bring a yield. And this is about, the, I believe, you know, the plant that doesn't yield any fruit. You give it a chance, you dung it, and this type of stuff. And, and that's the way to go if, if you can. But again, I know this is a moot point. We're so far down the line here that, but anyway, that this goes on for about another 15 minutes, this video. You can listen to that. I give you the links there. Um, I'm going to have to end part um, two here. I'm over on time, and we will go to part three next. God bless you.